Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Alrighty then. Now the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. It is time for the McFarland Show here on WNSR. Darren and Justin here with you. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Devlin is alongside here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. He is not a McFarland. He's a McKenzie. Close enough. Good enough. We love you anyway, Devlin. You're it's, great, man. It's the Mick Show. Devlin's oh. just the, uh, he's from Ohio, so, you know, he's just the, He's still McFarland. He's just the northern branch. That's mm-hmm. why it's a, it's a K instead of an F. That's all. Just well, northern. Well, I moved here from Ohio too. That's true. That's true. And I have never looked back. <laughs> why you gotta talk? Well, no, because the, I just couldn't stand the winters, man. They were too long. It was long and gray and rainy Out the and gate. snowy. Here we are on a Monday. And Darren's well, like, yeah, I, just, I moved here from Ohio and just never looked back. Well, he moved here too, so. I mean, oh, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying he moved here, too. <laughs> if I was saying this after he moved back, you'd be like, dang, man, like, man, kick a man while he's gone. Really? <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> Did you say, oh, oh, I know. <laughs> the way you, the way you sounded oh, a few minutes ago. Oh, man. Jeez. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, it was not so bad at all. Enjoyed some uh, some of the sporting festivities that, that was out there, and also you, glad that it's warmer. Did well, you? What happened? No, did you enjoy the sports festivities? Like, really? What what, what happened? Is there something wrong? Well, no, I'm just saying it was <laughs> not exactly a thrilling <laughs> sports weekend. It, listen, and, and we're gonna. That's fine. We can get into this right off the, right off the top here. Unless there's something you need to run down here, you no, need to inform no, the people about something. Look, we are wide open this first hour just to talk. Okay, talk with you out well, there if you want to call in six one five eight four four fifty six hundred or. We can just talk. There's a lot of things we can talk about. There, there certainly is. That's what I love about Monday shows because usually a ton happens from the time we get Normally, off the air yeah. at four o'clock on Friday. You know. Whether it's kind of a dull sports weekend, there's still newsworthy items, yeah. right? Things oh, are still happening. Absolutely. So, so I, I just want to throw this out there about the, the Pro Bowl games. I know there's, there's two dominating opinions about the Pro Bowl games. Okay. Either people think it was corny and terrible and, you know, a, a complete total waste of time. Or I am in the camp that I thought it was fun and refreshing and not serious. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. Don't worry. The game wasn't serious either. No. Well, it wasn't a game. It's a flag <laughs> football yeah. game. Yeah. So how serious? I mean, and the competitive juice no, no, got I'm flowing a little bit. No, no, I'm talking about the actual game that we were witness our whole lives until this weekend. That wasn't serious either. Oh, yeah. Oh, that thing. Like yeah. when they actually attempted to tackle. Oh, the, the last time it was serious was when the Sean Taylor laid the lick 
uh, back during uh, the the Hawaii game back in the day. I forget uh, what year that was, but that that's almost twenty years ago at yeah. this point. That was the last time it was semi serious. But these guys were out there. They were having fun. No helmets. Uh, they they were running at what seemed like almost yeah. full speed. I'll give you. I'll give you that. You know, so it, which is more than what they hey, did Tyree in the other Kill game. Got clocked. Yeah. Yeah, he got hit. But, you know, it's more than it, it, the the speed we saw them moving on that half a field or however long that field was, um, was much faster than what we've seen in the traditional Pro Bowl game of yesteryear when they were moving at maybe 30% speed. Maybe. Let me just and say being this. nice. Try to hold your laughter. Okay. Well, I don't even know if you've ever played in it, either one of you. Flag football is physical. I have absolutely played flag football. People take liberties in flag football. I think three years in college. That they should. It was, it was serious, yeah. No, I dislocated my shoulder yeah. in a flag football game. Yeah. Because a dude tackled me. Yeah. You're not expected to get tackled in flag football. Somebody confused it with rugby. Apparently so. Yeah. But I don't think they wear flags in rugby. But so I would like to tell him. thought yeah, maybe. What was the confusion? We're wearing flags. Yeah, so it was a grab the flag. I've watched rugby. I haven't played it. Yeah. They don't wear flags. They don't. So what was the confusion? Where was the miscommunication? I think he flashed back to a time in which <laughs> he was playing rugby. I believe that. And then hit he, you accordingly. Just, yes. And once he hit you, he was like, oh, that's right. My bad. Yeah, because I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah. Why can't I move my shoulder? Yeah, I hit you. It's like, not like, moving. Because I hit you European style. Oh, that's rugby, right. In Australia. pulled out of its socket. Yeah. No, it can get physical. I agree. It can get physical. Like, but I, it was I fun. To go to the it was hospital. Fun. Yeah. A flag football game. And hey, listen, people go to the hospital hanging up Christmas lights, okay? I mean, <laughs> Lots of gets physical out hey, here. Gris- I mean, Clark Griswold almost <laughs> yeah, I mean, killed himself. A lot of stuff. A lot lights. of stuff gets physical. Yeah, it's okay. So you agree that it's physical? Oh yes. Like or it can be. Like you know they ah oh, flag football. No, there's a lot of contact. Oh yeah, flag football. Oh yeah. Now and, they get, they got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want somebody to break their wrist out there with something. Yep. Because uh, you know that could happen. You know it gets a little rough and tumble, so they may want to. Ease it back a notch, but it. I thought it was fun. It was non-contact, you know. You know, for the most part, you know, a couple of guys, but you know, the the wear and tear wasn't there. It seemed like the guys were into it. You know, it showed them. Uh, it gave them an opportunity to show a little their personality there, uh, without the temptations of flags going everywhere. You know, Peyton Manning is still Peyton Manning. His face was about as red as the AFC jersey. Yeah, um, he what got was fired up. He was, was that real? You know, or was that scripted? Was the, that wrestling? Th- this is this is it. This is what's interesting. The commentators said, "If you know Peyton, you can tell he's really yeah upset right now. I believe now. that. Like it's not like oh you know Peyton's you know doesn't no 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 no. Peyton was and he was cognitive at the fact that he was mic'd. Like he knew that because yeah. I, if he wasn't mic'd, I think we might have heard a few other words." coming out of his mouth but at the end of the game for those of you who didn't see what we're talking about at the end of the game it's a two-point game and the uh afc is losing by two to the nfc peyton manning's the head coach of the afc team uh point of context his brother his brother eli is the head coach of the nfc team he's a competitor he doesn't like to lose yeah 
and he's losing to his brother. Yeah. So, series tied at two because they played three games. Yep. So, this is the final game here. The, uh, the rubber match. The rubber match. The AFC commits a penalty that gives the other team, gives the NFC a first down. So, now the NFC can, in theory, run out the clock. Well, here's the problem. Peyton thinks there's no running. The quarterbacks are not allowed to run in this particular sport. So, they have to throw the ball in Peyton's mind. He didn't know that you could take a knee. So when the, the, the quarterback, I think it was uh, Kirk Cousins, took a knee for the NFC, Peyton lost it. No, he can't do that. He's got he's to throw. There's no running. There's no running allowed. So if there's no the running, flag. how can he take a knee? He yeah. can't take a knee. You know, that's, you know, whatever, whatever. So that, that's why, and he came on the field after the ref. Well, to about his that. point, you're not down by a knee, you're down when your flag is pulled off, correct? Well, possibly. It depends on, well, yeah, I mean, in theory, I mean, yeah. So there's no taking a knee unless somebody pulls out your flag Well, for the play to be. But you can give yourself up, though. You can give but yourself up, which is taking taking a knee is giving yourself up uh, in this case, which runs the clock, which okay. is all they were trying to do. Okay. All they were trying to do is run the clock out. Okay. And the ref told, the ref, everybody's mic'd. The ref told, and I can't believe we're talking about this this much, but the ref told Kirk Cousins, you could take a knee. And he took a knee. And Peyton comes flying off the sideline like, what are you doing? He has to throw the ball. That's the rule. He can't run, so if he can't run, he's not a running back. So how can he take a knee? Because in Peyton's mind, and he's right, a knee is a loss of two. It's a run. And, you know, we see it on the score right. sheet all the time. Sure. You know, the, the V formation, every you know, if you take two knees, it's a loss of two just about on every single play. We see it all the time. It goes down as a rushing attempt in Peyton's mind. And he may be right if this was the NFL. <laughs> this is not. This is a flag football game. Around the Pro Bowl. Around the Pro Bowl for $82,000 for the winning side, $42,000 for the losers. Yeah. Look, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And for the people who did, good. It's great. I mean, I, I gave it a shot. I, I kept going. You know, I keep going back, checking in. I don't know. It just It just wasn't enough to hold me. Okay, that's I, fair. You know, like I said, I keep coming back. I watched a, a you know, I don't know, a, a, a good amount. Yeah. I mean, I saw even more than just the game. I saw them oh, doing, doing the, the little, other stuff, you yeah. Know, pulling the weights. The weights and, thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know about that one, but yeah. I don't know how much that really excited the, me. The greatest catch in the world yeah. is their version of the Sam, slam dunk contest, essentially. Yeah. Um, which I mean, it's a nice idea. I mean, it's got to grow a little bit. I was bit, just saying, you know? maybe it'll grow. It's a, it's a prototype, essentially. They, they're trying things out. So we'll see what it, what it turns into next year. But, you know, it, because I don't, th- I don't think we're ever going back. Uh, no, I don't think so either. I mean, I think this is the way forward here. This is what it's going to look like uh, for the foreseeable future, I think. I think, honestly, if they want to keep doing all-star events, that's fine. I don't know. I just I'm not sure what the interest level really is. And it, look, we've talked about it. The Pro Bowl would get great ratings, even though it was an absolute garbage of a game, because there was no tackling and every, no was, nobody was really rushing. It was a joke, but they would get really good ratings still, which is amazing to me that they even changed it. Considering like why change it? You're still getting unbelievable ratings, and everybody knows the game is an absolute joke. 
Yeah. So good for you that you actually changed it when you really didn't have to. You could be like, yeah, I get it. Everybody makes fun of us, but look how many people are still watching. How yeah. many millions of people are still watching. We love football now so in this country. I, I think where I'm at with all of this, Justin, and again, I'm not trying to sway anybody. I'm not trying to change anybody's opinion. Again, I think this is to each his own. But I'm kind of at the point, stage in my life where I've watched so much sports over the years that really when you get down to it, there's nothing memorable about an All-Star. Like, nobody really cares unless you're there in attendance, right? <sighs> unless you're there in attendance. Because what is really our memories? Typically, it's bad. Like, if you say, give me an All-Star memory. Okay. Uh, let's see. They ended in a tie. Wow. Controversial. Yeah. Everybody went nuts. Yeah. Let's see. Let me go to the Wayback Machine. Not even everybody in our audience will even know this. Pete Rose sliding in headfirst, Ray oh, Foss. man, they play right? that all the time, yeah. Okay, long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. It basically ended Ray Fossey's career. Mm. That was in an all-star game. Mm. We can cite all-star moments here in Nashville because it happened here. That's great. Would I accept, would I gladly welcome this, even this version of the Pro Bowl here under the new domed stadium, the new roofed stadium? Yeah. Absolutely. Be a lot of fun. With open arms, right? Sure. Just because, again, if you're in attendance, that's that's cool. Yeah. But just to get me to watch all-star events, there's really nothing. Give me a good memory. Like, tell me something like the cool memory. Like, we can all cite games yeah. and go, remember that play? Remember that catch? Remember that tackle? Remember that drop? Remember that – this, this, that, that goal, hat, this hat trick, this, that. We can name stuff in regular season or playoffs, but give me all the great, fun, and exciting all star memories. Well, one sticks out for me in particular, and that's uh, the the Magic Johnson game um, where he came back, you know, while he had HIV and mm-hmm. uh, made the comeback there and won the MVP, and you know everybody cried because it was you know very emotional and all that. You you know what I'm speaking yeah. of, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, that that was a for me that I remember that distinctly. It was a very special uh, you know game and experience there to see that. Um, and the NBA has also had a couple of other ones because they've had some of the the passing of the torch moments. You know, J- Jordan and Kobe on the on the on the court at the same time for the first time uh, in some of the All Star games, or for the last time, or whatever during the fail farewell you know seasons and those kinds of things where you got the unique matchups and stuff. So th- that was cool. Who was it that struck out the side? I want to say was that was. Um, that was Pedro Martinez, was it, that one year where he struck out like the first nine batters or something ridiculous in the All-Star sure. game? Yeah. Um, I, I don't. You, you don't remember again, it? It's not well, I mean, if, if we're building resumes by people, like Matt, you know, Kobe and Jordan, we're not going, remember that All-Star game where they played together or they played against each I mean, other? Sorry, you know, we, don't, we just don't associate that with our resume. I mean, what kind of weight you put on it? It's just, you know, one of those things, man. I'm not really sure. I mean, it's just... It depends on the kind of weight that you're leaning on. It is it the same thing as the catch, and you know, with Dwight Clark and the but? No, no, it's not that. Is it the same thing as Carlton Fisk waving the ball fair? You know, in no. Game Six? No, no, no. no it's not going to be that. No. You know, so I mean, what do you want? Is that I, what you want? I, the stakes aren't that high. <laughs> just saying, there's not. 
I mean, <laughs> I, I'll give you one. Okay, I'll give you one. Bo, I do remember Bo Jackson's home run. Okay, there the we one, go. It was in, in fact, it was in. Um, where was it? Where it was up a hill? Like there was. Yeah. It wasn't stand. Where was it? I was don't that, remember where the was game that was. Coffin? I don't. Remember. No, I don't anyway. think so. But I do remember him hitting a home run. Yeah. In the All Star game, I remember him robbing Tory Hunter of a yeah, home didn't run. Didn't he run yeah, up the fence? He ran up the fence and yeah. yanked it. Yes, the, I remember great. that. Yeah, <laughs> that was an All Star game, I believe. So yeah, I just. I think you should. I think, okay, just just me talking to you. I think you should give it a break. You know, I, I don't know what you're looking for, but I think your let's, expectations maybe halfway, maybe a touch high. Let's meet halfway. You're up here. I'm down here. Let's meet in the middle. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Look, clearly I still watch. Like I'm not on here going. I will never watch it. I watched the NHL stuff this weekend. Some, I watched Pro Bowl stuff. Some. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's that's what I got. Something Did I sit there glued yeah. to either one of them? No. 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 Again, if they came here like the NHL did, I was a part of all of that. It was fantastic. It's memories that I'll have the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. If the Pro Bowl chooses to pick up this product and move it here under that new roof stadium that they're about to build, hurry up, by the way. You hope. Start, start digging. Listen. Okay. <laughs> Let's get going on that. And the winds of politics are blowing. Uh, I'll welcome it with open arms. In fact, we can you know, be great. Let's go do the show there. Sure. Around it. Okay? That sounds great. Uh, but to sit there and be glued to it, eh, maybe not it's, so much. It's casual. So we have, we have uh, is this a police chief? What, what do we have on here, Devlin? What? Just a chief? He said you would know him as Chief Anderson. I would know him as Chief Anderson. Okay. Okay. Let's go to Chief Anderson on the phone lines. Chief, what's up? Darren, I think he heard me correctly. incorrectly. I said G Pander 78. Ah, okay. That would have given it away. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Long time no speak. Hey, yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs> so I just wanted to add something to the conversation about All-Stars. Um, I think the memory thing might be regional because when we have the All-Star for the NHL, the memory I have from that is everyone chanting for Shea to have one more shot at the hardest uh, shot to try to break yep. the record that uh, Charvo had. Mm-hmm. So I think the memories that people have are re- regional sometimes instead of national. Yeah, that's fair. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if it's if it's your guy, right, your player for your team, or if it's in your city, all about it, right? But I'm just saying it's for me, it's just a hard sell to get me fully invested into something, in this case, that was played in Las Vegas and Sunrise, Florida, over the weekend. Oh, oh, I, I agree with that because the events are getting silly. But like I said, I just I feel that like like you're saying it's it's regional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I so and I get it. Um, and that's I don't know is that the most is that probably the case for most or I don't know I. I'm not sure how people – so, G-Panda, are you in that boat? You are – you're in with me, like, if it's local, if it's if it's your player, your team, you're in. But overall, like, you're not sucked in. Is that, is that a fair no, assessment? No, when it, when it was here, I made the effort to go to the skills competition, go to the game. But at, when it was on TV, it's on as background noise. Yeah. And the only time I paid attention when uh, was Soros during his peck invitation. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was cool. 
That was super cool. Hey, don't be a stranger to the show. Thanks for the call. I sure won't, sir. I'm glad to have you back on radio. Appreciate it. Uh, he is no stranger to the show on Twitter, but it was nice to get a phone call. Very cool. From G-Pan. Very cool. He always has some good stuff on Twitter directed toward us. So, yeah, the, the UC Searle stuff was great. We'll step away. We'll come back. More phone calls. If you want to jump in there and talk about uh, whatever is on your mind in the sports world, 615-844-5600 is the number to be in touch with us as you listen to the McFarland Show here on WNSR. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the six annual mid-state classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now motlow state versus columbia state austin p versus tennessee wednesday march 15th starting at 1 30 at the ridley sports complex in columbia tennessee for tickets and information to the six annual mid-state classic log on to columbia tn.com slash mid-state classic or call 931-388-8119 that's 931-388-8119 the six annual mid-state classic Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19, those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petit fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. 
It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. The Titans offseason is going to be a big to-do in this market. They have a new general manager in place, and there's a lot of uncertainty of where this team is going. What's their approach with a brand new general manager? Is it trim the dead weight, trim the fat, try to come back and we're good enough to win it? I think that's exactly what they're going to do. Win a division? I think that's exactly what they're going to do. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Welcoming calls from all around Middle Tennessee. 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. You keeping up with these false starts? You know, I wasn't going to hit you today. Yeah. That's, well, that's just one today. I just want to know if I can get to false start Fred. That was, what, five in one game? Wasn't I it five? I don't remember. I think it was five. I think it was five. It was at four or five. Like, it definitely was at least four. Now you're not staring at Javon Curse either. So what did I do on Friday? Devlin, two? Two. Two on Friday? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so one today already. One, one false start. Luckily, nobody hears it because Devlin does a good job of turning my mic off. Uh, because I keep forgetting we've got these this cool new little features on the show, and so I just can't race back on the air the minute we hear the bump music. But there's one false start today. We'll see if I learn. Let's go back to the phone. 615-844-5600. Nate is standing by in Columbia. Nate, what's up? Afternoon, guys. Uh, it's a great day in Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Nice and sunny. Sun's up. Yeah, nice. 60 nice degrees. Yeah. Sure, we'll take it. Yeah. Um, so I was the, really the only reason I was kind of glued to my TV for the All Star game was because I wanted to see how the, um, what was it, the pitch and puck was going to go. And I thought that was pretty cool. Was this on the golf course? Yes. You know, that was, to be honest, I saw most. I didn't see any of that. So help help us and help anybody out there listening who didn't see it. I know they were going to do that feature, which is something brand new. How did it go? I somehow missed that one. I mean, I thought it went pretty well, but okay. it, that's just me because I'm, I'm a golf and hockey fan. I mean, was it like so, Happy Gilmore? Like they had like a hockey stick on the, <laughs> on the putting green? You know, like Adam Sandler? So, yeah, so what they did was uh, in, at, on one of the par fours, they set, set up the quote-unquote tee box, and they used um, pucks as the golf balls on the tee box. So they had the, what, what do you call the white board that they use when they're not playing on ice? You know what I'm talking about? The Whiteboards. I think I do understand. I don't know what it's called, though, Nate. I understand what you're saying, but I have no idea what it's called. Where they where they stick handle pucks when they're not playing on ice. There. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, senior. No, no, you're good. You're good. So Monday. Yeah. So they use that as the drive portion. Okay. And then right before you would potentially hit the water, which one of the uh, players actually almost hit the water, and I think it was uh, was it Shay that was one of the contestants. I think that was it. Um, they put three more boards over there, you know, depending on where your puck ended up off of your quote unquote drive, 
and then you had to shoot it over the water onto the green, which they covered the green with this mat because, you know, the golf course obviously doesn't want their greens destroyed by these pucks. Um, so they shot onto the green, and then they put a ball down where their puck was, and they would putt with okay. the hockey stick. So I thought those it was different, and so I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Who won? They definitely. Uh, I think it was Shay. If really? I'm remembering, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's who it was. Okay. Um, but what what a lot, and I'm sure you saw on social media, what a lot of people didn't like was that they kept going back and forth between events. And it was almost like they were taking a page out of radio's playbook where they did the uh, fastest skate and then they didn't have the finals until later on in the evening. Um, I'm sorry. It was Suzuki who won. Okay. All right. Nick Suzuki. Yeah. Okay. But, but yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool event. Um, that's really, that's the only reason I was, glued to the TV, just trying to – I didn't want to miss the uh, pitch and puck. If they keep doing more interesting, different uh, you know, uh, challenges like that, I, I mean, I, at least they'll keep my they'll, – yeah, they'll keep my attention. Okay. Okay. I did think the – okay, Justin for the Pro Bowl. I did think the Morgan Cox, did he win the, the snap where they were trying to – Snap it up on the board and hit X's and O. Play, I know what you're talking about. Or? I missed the event. I do oh, know what you're talking okay. about, but I missed the event. I, I didn't think, see the whole thing. I think Morgan Cox may have won that long snapper. So, it, I mean, the they had some interesting. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, they had some interesting events there. Test the skills. Yeah. Anything else, Nate? But, um, the I, I lost interest in the second game when it was the Central and I think the Atlantic just because it seemed like the Atlantic was going to blow out the Central. But, I mean, I came back and saw that the Central lost only 7-5. to five, So, I mean. Yeah, the I, Central yeah, needs I, to win this thing. They have yet to win. Well, Atlanta, this is the first time the Atlantic has won it ever. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, overall, I thought it was good. But, yeah. Okay. Well, Nate, appreciate the phone call. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, y'all have a good one. All right, so. There you go. There's another thumbs up. So, I think we're getting more in the camp of you. Thumbs up, which is fine. I mean, you know. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I mean, just don't take Again, it too seriously. I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. Just... I'm not trying to poo-poo it. I'm not trying to – I'm just saying, if I'm just being honest, I was just kind of casual. Yeah. That's fine. But you don't seem casual in your criticism, you, you know. No. You seem. Can you be you seem, casual and criticism? You seem disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Who really remembers these things anyway? <laughs> yeah, they were out there. It was fine. I'm just simply bringing up something on. Yeah, a but who? Talk no one's gonna remember show. this three years from now anyway. It's. Uh, and then I started playing along, but I do remember. <laughs> fill in the blank. Bo Jackson. Let's go to Nolansville. Tony. What's up? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, Tony. Uh, Dan, I'm on your side of this. I thought it was a bunch of cheesy stuff. I did not. I even turned it off before he got to the skills challenge, but 
watching these guys make some of these catches and a swimming pool and on a zip line. And <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just turned me off. I'm sorry. I, I just oh, did not watch it. I did, so you know what I'd rather been watching, Darren? Let me tell you what I'd rather been watching. Remember years ago when they had Battle of the Network Stars? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd rather watch that. Battle of the NFL Stars where they did a maze and had to go over a wall, climb the rope, go through the – I'd much rather have seen those type of challenges than to watch whatever this crap they're putting on there. They're trying to find any happy medium for the entertainment of it. They just need to make the list of who made all pro, be done with it. I'd rather see them sitting around a fire pit telling stories of what went on during the season. I mean, it's just that's just where I'm at with it. I okay. really am. Well, I, um, I'd probably sign know, up for that yeah. as long as they're, you know, candid. And like, right, right. You know, tell some juicy stuff. You know, you, you had that going on Sunday. You had the Grammys. You had uh, the NASCAR race, what was called the Clash, mm-hmm. out there in L.A., mm-hmm. which I thought was a hell of a race and venue. Was it called like the Crash or the Clash? The Clash. It was called the, the Clash. Clash. The Clash. The Clash. Okay. I thought but it was the Crash. there was a lot of yeah. crashing going on. <laughs> it, it was that. And uh, I, to me, that was as entertaining as anything. And, but I, uh, I thought I last you. year that was going to be just a one-time event. But now they seem to be turning it into a prelude going into the Daytona 500 and the upcoming season. So, But uh, there, there was a lot of stuff on but it seemed like a lot of it was everybody's trying to pull that entertainment viewer, and it's, uh, it's just really a lot going on. And some of it you'll watch, some of it you won't. Everybody's got their own thing. And then, of course, you've still got uh, the uh, golf tournament. They one of the most beautiful settings anywhere, the Pebble Beach. Oh man! But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's just beautiful. And last thing I was going to talk about, real quick, I know you're coming up on a break. Dandy basketball. How they about look at the game of playing Ole Miss the other day? Very entertaining. Not because they won, but just the effort, the play that they were, the hustling, the, they were getting after it, and. Uh, you know, both teams were. It was a back-and-forth game. 20 lead changes, guys. 20 lead changes and 16 ties. It was back-and-forth, nip-and-tuck. But in the end, Bandy winning. You know, we talked about this a lot last week, but I just thought this was a pivotal game, especially for Kermit Davis. It could be the beginning of the end, guys, with them only winning – one conference game. I don't know how many more I've got left in them, but uh, yeah. I, I just, I, I just don't know. But right. let's not, let's not bring. Well, we got a down. lot going on, guys. Yeah, got a lot going on. And glad everybody had a good weekend and uh, exciting to hear what other people say about this cheesy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I, I've seen kids play that was more entertaining than what I was seeing these guys do the other day on this Pro Bowl stuff. All right, Tony. So anyway, appreciate I'll it. See ya. Tony was in the no. Category. Yeah, I was gonna he's say out. I think he's you out. can count Tony as he's out. No, he's out. Okay, so one note, no one no from Tony. Good win for Vandy. Yes. Uh, Ole Miss for Kermit. No, we talked about it on Friday. Says on the screen, biscuit. This call is gonna make me hungry. Biscuit. Biscuit. What's up? Hey guys, I hope y'all are doing well. Uh, 
enjoying the show. We're all here at the Donaldson Wine Spirit. Terry Max got a thing of margaritas made up. We're sitting outside listening to y'all. So it's a pretty day out there if you can get out there. But okay, right, hey, send some margaritas our way. No problem. We'll, we'll get him right over. Just get Terry Mack to whip him up. Uh, anyways, anyways uh, there's not a lot of sports to be talked about right now. Uh, I do have a question for you. What kind of bologna are you guys eating? I eat a lot of boar's head thick cut and want to see what, what everyone else is eating these days. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll keep having fun over there. We'll get into that. Thank you, Biscuit. Thanks, guys. All have right. a like I said, it made me hungry. Just I don't know. Stuff, biscuit. I'm not hungry for what he's eating, no, but, you know, no, I'm he out. can go for it. I'm out. He started off so well, too. Hey, you know, margaritas. whatever. You had me at margaritas. Well, apparently he's went, had some margaritas and there. Then we just went south. He's enjoying the day. In a hurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ha-ha. Uh, there is a lot of, uh, by the way, Nick Saban has hired his coordinators. Oh, come on. The <laughs> Titans have also hired a coach. Yes. And it has historical significance. It does. So we'll talk about all that and more, and we'll try to recover from Biscuit's call as you listen to The McFarland Show here on Nashville Sports Radio. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville, Nashville's first curling venue is here. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike. Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? <laughs> yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. The package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Your exclusive national sports radio, WNSR, Sky Scan Forecast. 
Today's going to be sunny with a high of 62. A partly cloudy night tonight, low 44. For Tuesday, mostly sunny, high 64. Wednesday, clouds and showers, high 66. Utilizing the resources of the Willamunk Network and National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Give the show a couple of weeks. You're not going to like it. Nobody likes this show the first time they heard it. My wife hated the show. I married her. Give it two weeks. If after two weeks you can honestly say to me, you know what? I listened to every day for two weeks, and the truth is I hate you more now than I did the first day. Then I'm going to be man enough to say to you, you know what? You probably aren't that smart. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. The McFarland Show, streaming live on the WNSR app and on WNSR.com. Thanks for that. Thanks for the heads up. Here we go. That's just, how the McFarlands work together. Just making sure, you know, you don't jump the line here. We can't keep going five yards back, man. We gotta Dustin try to... was like, do, do, do not jump. Don't move. Don't move. Don't move. You know the call. You know the snap count. Because I was about ready to jump on there you again. You know the snap count. False start. G-Pander tweets at the show, my baloney has a first name. It's spelled WTF. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Whatever, man. Whatever. All right. Alabama. So we know. What about him? By the way, uh, Johnny listening. Sure. In Vancouver says, I don't know if you two know this, but I'm a huge Irish fan. And Johnny, I did not know you're a big Notre Dame fan. I realized Tommy Reese was going to leave for OC with play calling duties or head coach job. Eventually, it still feels weird to see him go to Bama. So Tommy Reese is going to be the new OC in Tuscaloosa for little Nicky. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he now has his DC, and it's not Jeremy Pruitt, which we talked about yes. for many weeks with Bill Keene. They're hiring Kevin Steele. Interesting. The well-traveled mm-hmm. Kevin Steele, is that mm-hmm. fair to say? But on both sides, he's going <laughs> talking about going to the dark side down there for them. Uh, will you switch? Uh, this is his third stint yeah, with Alabama. That's true. That's true. I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. Um, but yeah, he's he's jumping on both sides of the fence there. I think he may be working on a book at some point <laughs> about that experience, because um, not too many people can <laughs> say they they lived in both of those worlds as deep as he's been. So uh, that could be an interesting uh, interesting sit down at some point down the line about his experience in uh, Alabama football. So Kevin Steele, uh, third stint as, uh, I think third stint as D.C., is that right, or just third stint? I know he was a defensive coordinator. I'm trying to think. No, maybe it's second stint as the defensive coordinator, but third stint at Alabama. Yeah, so. it's, it's, it's all Nick Saban, right? I, 2000, he was the D.C., in 2007. Yep, Nick Saban's so that, first year. I was going to say, that was his first year, right? It was. Yeah. It was the seven and six year or so. Uh, A.J. The- Green has informed the Arizona Cardinals that he is retiring. Mm. 
34 years old, A.J. Green, wide receiver uh, out of Georgia, if I recall. Um, he went, was. Went to the uh, Bengals, was a part of that uh, run with uh, Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton. Uh, he was their main receiver for that time, if I can recall, or around that area. Oh, yeah, he was. So um, I'm sure he had a, a good career. You know, I think he's in the Hall of Very Good, but not Hall mm, of Fame. Okay, you, so Devlin asked me, you stepped out of the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio during the break. Devlin asked me, is he a Hall of Famer? And I was like, oh, he's like, right. He's on the border. I need to there. look at the final tally I here. Just, it's, look, it started off. Here's the problem. So, so I, we were talking about it. I said, look, the, the last four years, if he could have been more productive the last four years. Oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah, but the first seven years were off the charts. Sure. So, here's where I'm going with this. When they let Terrell Davis in the Hall of Fame, didn't that open the door for all this? No. Why? Because Terrell Davis had a devastating knee injury that took him out of the game. Essentially, he no, was, he was migraines. Well, was it the? He was the migraines? He was yeah, migraines. Terrell, Terrell Davis was migraines. Terrell Davis was migraines. Okay, I'm sorry. He, all right, he, he was he migraines. Lost he lost a migraines. lot of his career due to migraines. Okay, my bad. Um, to me, him and Gil, the the example for for him is Gil Sayers. Gil Sayers was also, I think, only played seven years and went to the went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I guess well, he was Jim the one Brown that is well. Jim, Jim Brown. Jim Brown retired, retired early in, the, in his peak of his career. He was also the NFL's all time leading rusher when he retired. So yeah, you were gonna let him in. Plus, he played twelve seasons. Ah, did he play that long? Yeah, I think really? so. The fourth one acting. I'm man, maybe not. Um, I, I thought he, I thought he at least played that long. But I want to look it up. I, I'm not sure about that. The the issue again with with Jim Brown is uh is how long not how long he played, but where he was uh, when he retired. He was just undeniable by the time he retired because he was number one all time. So let's see, fifty seven to sixty five. So no, not quite. So eight years. So eight seasons, though. But he was the dominant force for all eight seasons. It was the all-time leading rusher where he retired. So nine, nine seasons. Nine seasons, what they're calling it? All right. Nine seasons. So, no, I don't, you know, it's one thing if you leave the game due to injury. It's another thing if you leave the game because you had other, you know, opportunities out here. But why? I mean, that's part of it. I mean, injury is part of it. If you have to leave – because you couldn't stay healthy, that's part of it. Like, why do you get a break for that? Because of your greatness. Can we get to assume? Because of your greatness at the time in which you played. When you played at the level Jim Brown played at, when you played at the level Gear Sayers played at during your season, your, your shelf of season, your seasons that you had were so dominant that it is Hall of Fame worthy. It's what they decided with Terrell Davis. Now, Terrell Davis wasn't a first ballot guy either. It, it took him a while. Well, he would have been if it wasn't for yes, if he had kept playing. But, but again, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's part of it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's part of it. Is is you got to stay, stay upright and healthy. Yeah. And Terrell that, Davis played seven years. Yes. And he really didn't even play seven years. Yeah. Because three of those years were half a season or less. That's what I'm saying. His body of work, while spectacular and I know one of those seasons was a 2,000 yard season it was basically four seasons off the charts 
Mm-hmm. Four. And he's in the Hall of Fame. Super Bowls. Again, okay. Four four seasons and two Super Bowls. I mean, listen. That, 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 that gets you in the hole? Apparently. <laughs> he's in there. That's why I'm saying because when they let him in, didn't that just open the door to say, well, what do you mean he didn't play long enough? Ain't nobody getting in that's going to play less than Terrell Davis. No, no one's going to get in playing less than Terrell Davis. I would agree with that. I would so, agree with that. So, you know, you need seven years. So, A.J. AJ Green, which, which is where we already started. really productive years. Yeah, but then after that, so, so, so? we're just stopping at seven? Because, see, well, that's Terrell the thing. had four, and then the other three were half seasons. Well, that's because he couldn't play anymore, essentially. He was, he was, well, he was, again, dealing with migraines. Yeah, so he couldn't play anymore. So that so he stopped playing. Well, AJ Green dealt with injuries in Cincy too. Yeah, but not like not like that. He kept playing. He kept limping along essentially. So no, the the last two years in Cincy, he barely played, barely played. The body of work compared to the amount of time that he played compared to um, where he was when he was at his peak, which was really really good. Is not going to be enough. It's just not. To me, it's just not going to be enough. Mm. Here's the other problem that he's got. He's got the log jam at wide receiver in front of him. So I've got the list here. Here are the wide receivers who are not in the Hall of Fame currently, okay? Steve Smith, who retired in 2016. I he belongs. 2016 now, not in the Hall of Fame. Reggie Wayne, who retired in 2014, not in the Hall of Fame. I don't know. Andre Johnson, who retired in 2016. Not in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Anquan Bolden? He's Hall of Famer. Not in the Hall of Fame. They need to put him in. All right? Yep. Not, not to mention, you know, the guys we've been already talking about, Jimmy Smith, not in the Hall of Fame uh, from, from Jacksonville Belongs fame. In. You know, all, these, are, these are the guys. I mean, if you want to go real old school, here's a guy here. Uh, Irvin Fryer is not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Torrey Holt is not in the Hall of Fame. Henry Ellert is not in the Hall of Fame. The, you know... There's a log jam. I thought Holt was in. No. This says he. This says he is not unless unless his website is old. Uh, this says he is not. Okay. Um, Isaac Bruce just got in. If okay. that's who you're thinking okay. of, maybe. Um, who just got in? Uh, by the way. Um, so th- there's a there's a log jam, at at wideout, and I don't see AJ Green being able to climb that list myself. How does he get in over those other guys I just mentioned? The answer is he doesn't. Yeah. We'll step away for the final time in the first hour, come back and wrap it up. We'll go east. We'll head to Knoxville to begin the second hour as you listen to the McFarland Show here on WNSR. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl Meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl Meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. Hey, small business owner, when's the last time you check your workers' comp rate? For many small businesses, workers' comp insurance is one of their biggest costs but some don't check their rate often. Did you know rates can vary? In fact, taking three minutes to check your rate with Pi Insurance could save you up to 30%. 
Just go to IWantPie.com, share a few details about your business, and get a quote that's customized for you with no hassle or hidden fees. We know you're busy, but spending just a few minutes to check your rate could save you money. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. See how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria in Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. I got to tell you something. It kind of self, it's kind of a self-embarrassing story. I'm just hanging out with my mom, and she's watching My 600-Pound Life. Great show. The woman was 670 pounds, and her boyfriend, I'm like, no way. Looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch. With Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Titans fans, Preds fans, the McFarland Show has you covered. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. on the McFarland show before we get out of this first hour let's get to Doug who wants to weigh in oh, Doug what's man. up hey guys I, and I've always been a fan of your opinions and your ideas but I was going to go another place today but you guys struck something oh, on me there's that a butt coming oh no 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 there's not a butt you know I, I try not to be a butt but uh, <sighs> you may take this as that but you know with the Jim Brown and the Terrell Davis talk my opinion on both of them may be Something that's wild and crazy, but I think the Jim Brown standard of what he did wouldn't even be accepted today because he didn't play long enough. And I think the Terrell Davis standard is he didn't do enough. So I'm I'm confused at what is allowed into into the Hall of Fame. So I'm 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 going to beg to differ on both of them. You know, Jim Brown, he didn't stay long enough. 
although he was a, a mega guy, but those standards are 40 years ago. I mean, we've had O.J. do a lot more. You know, O.J. just got 2,000 yards. Jim Brown didn't ever do that. So the standard is way different. And then Terrell Davis, you know, Super Bowls. You know, like Mr. McFarland said, he's got a Super Bowl, but the numbers is not there. So, you know, I, I'm kind of perplexed on what is allowed into the hall then, now, and the future. You know, you can just hang around long enough now, and there's a committee that will help get you in. So I, I'm just lost sometimes on mm, all that fame. That's not true for numbers. wide receivers, Doug. There's a bunch of wide receivers who are not in. I, I named all exactly. those names. Exactly. So that's just, just me, but I'll talk about my other subject later, but that's just my soft spot on Hall of Fame. That's not, not sold on everybody that's in. Yeah, Thanks, me either, Doug. I'm with you. I, look, I, I think Terrell Davis, it's just not enough. It's not a big enough body of work. I'm sorry. I just There's no way I would have voted him in, even though I thought he was a special running back. I'm sorry that his career got marred by migraines, but when you have four productive seasons and that's it, that's not enough. And it's two Super Bowls. I get it. Jim Brown never got to 2,000. He did get to 1863 in yeah, one year, though. I did, it's I not did, 2,000. I but didn't grow up watching Jim Brown, obviously. I'm just saying, but though. I've never heard anybody really push back on Jim Brown, right? You He's know, all-time leading rusher when he retired. Yeah. That's all. But Terrell Davis, I'm with you, Doug. All right, we'll come back. We'll go to Knoxville. We'll talk to Vince. We'll do that next. From ABC News, I'm Michelle Franzen. Over the skies and the U.S. and on the move, a Chinese spy balloon detected this week. The U.S. military says so far it's not a threat, but they're watching. Brigadier General Pat Ryder says it's not the first time spy balloons have violated U.S. airspace, but this time it's different. What makes this difference different is uh, the duration and the length uh, of which it has been over uh, U.S. territory. The military says it's choosing not to shoot it down due to safety concerns over debris, but say it's still an option. State Secretary Antony Blinken's visit to China next week now on hold. ABC's Mary Alice Parks says Congress also wants answers. The White House telling us that they did brief the staff of the Gang of Eight. That's the four highest ranking officials in each in both the House and the Senate who normally get classified intelligence briefings. So the White House wanted to make sure that they were uh, being transparent with Congress as quickly as possible through their normal routes. An update on the trial for a Michigan police officer facing murder charges. A judge ruling the second-degree murder trial of the officer that shot and killed Patrick Loyoya at a traffic stop can move forward. Former Grand Rapids police officer Christopher Schur seen on video shooting Loyoya in the back of the head after a struggle over a taser. Schur's lawyer is arguing that Michigan law allows officers to use deadly force to stop someone fleeing and to make an arrest. Prosecutors say, just like with any other citizen, deadly force is not justified unless the officer reasonably believes his or other lives are at risk. Circuit Judge Christina Elmore rejected the defense attorney's motion to throw out the case. Dave Packer, ABC News. Employers added more than a half a million jobs in January. That's nearly triple of what analysts projected for the month. Investopedia editor-in-chief Caleb Silver says it defies inflation. This is a blowout jobs report any way you look at it. The most hires seen in the leisure and hospitality sectors, along with retail. You're listening to ABC News. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. 
Are you tired of your current vehicle? Maybe looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? Hey guys, it's Zach. Hayes Nissan of Rivergate is the best choice for your vehicle needs. Located at 1550 Calton Pike North in Madison, Hayes Nissan of Rivergate has been serving the Middle Tennessee community for over three decades. That gives you confidence that Hayes Nissan of Rivergate can find the perfect vehicle for your lifestyle and your budget. Their friendly and knowledgeable staff will make sure you are taken care of. I should know because I've seen it firsthand. Every vehicle I've purchased has been from Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, and I love the entire process. Now, I don't want you to forget about their award-winning parts and service department. It has everything you need to get you back on the road. Go visit them on the web at NissanOfRivergate.com. They're open there 24-7, 365 days a year. Or give them a call at 615-865-7220. Again, that number is 615-865-7220. That's Hayes Nissan of Rivergate, where your dollar always goes farther. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call now at 615-844-5600. Oh, righty then. Now the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin. Our McFarland show on this Monday afternoon. Darren and Justin here with you live strike and spare family fun center studio. You can watch us every day, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Justin is saluting you right now. Let's head As east. Always. Yeah. Let's head east. Let's bring in Vince Ferrara. 99.1, the sports animal. We salute Vinny for joining us. Vince, how was your weekend? It was good. How about you? The sun actually came back out, so uh, everything else was uh, was a bonus after that. But I hope you guys had a good one. We should all be in a good mood, right? Sunshine and Better 60 yeah. degrees. Talk about deserving it. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> it's still February, though, so I don't think we're out of the woods just yet. This is true. That damn groundhog's always shadow, too, so you never know. <laughs> so uh, it's a win, Vince. It's a win. And you'll yeah. take it, right? You got to, especially coming off that double-digit loss to Florida earlier in the week. By the way, 10th team this season to be number two ranked and to take a loss right after wow. being number two. It was pretty, pretty crazy. So it's been a revolving door at number two. But, man, was that game ugly. Wow. Did, did I miss something? Like, I know defensive, Rick Barnes and his teams are defensive-minded. I'm not so sure how much this was about the defense is just or just about these two teams couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Which one was it? I it was honestly it was both because I, I interviewed Josiah Jordan James, which is the right pick for, as my pregame player interview because he was their best player and saved them with 15 points and 14 boards. But he told me practicing for them was like uh, was like uh, looking in the mirror and it was like, mm. it was like going up against our scout team because. We're they were exactly the same. Now I think Tennessee has more weapons. They have uh, some different personnel, but in terms of how physical they are, how well they defend, really don't allow the the dribble drive, those kind of things. Yeah, it was the same. So you're going to get kind of baited into knowing it's that type of game. I think Tennessee knew it was going to be that kind of game. They didn't run as much as they could have, um, and just I think that was a part of it because both teams know that 
hey, they can fall back on their defense. Bruce Pearl's had to adjust with that kind of team. He doesn't have as many good dynamic offensive players, so he adjusts as a great coach to his personnel, and he knows that that's the way they have to play and stay in game sometimes, especially against good teams. So that that was part of it. But like, there were some, there were a lot of missed shots as well, uh, a ton of them, and I think Tennessee at times tried to three point their way out of it. Like this is going to be the three to get us going. Oh, no, um, and it really, it, yeah, it did not. It did not happen. So honestly, it was a a little bit of, of both. And man, I don't recall being at a game where both teams shot like sub twenty seven percent in the game. It was, it was crazy. Unbelievable. They the two teams attempted for people who haven't looked at the numbers. The two teams, so Auburn and Tennessee, combined to shoot forty eight three pointers. You know how many were made in the game? Five. Ooh. Five. Three by Auburn. One was like in the last minute. Yeah, Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Three by Auburn, two by Tennessee. Five of 48 for three points. Shaq playing? (laughs) (laughs) Who was out there? No, this wasn't free throws. This was three-pointers. Oh. Yeah, it was not good, to say the least. In fact, I even saw – I think the stat is right. I don't know. I, I may butcher it, but four, what was it? Uh, Eighty-nine points, right? Most the combined score for two ranked teams. I think they said was the lowest ever. Uh, well, it was. Well, the here it is. It, it's fourth fewest among ranked teams in the shot clock era since eighty-five, eighty-six. It's the lowest scoring game between ranked SEC teams in the AP poll era since 48-49. So two SEC-ranked teams. So, yeah, it it was historic in how bad it was offensively. And, look, it, it's going to count the same. Auburn wasn't going to apologize if they would have won. They would have <laughs> counted the same and would have been on their resume as a road win against the number two team in the country. And, you know, you, you, it's still a, a quad one win for – for Tennessee, regardless of how it looks. Now, what that does is, is it's it's extended the angst that fans had from the Florida game yep. to now a second game. They didn't really follow it up like they typically do, like we talked about. Now they're like, all right, what what's going on? We can't shoot. This is going to kill us in the postseason. We're hearing some of that. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, that that is the you know look they they've got an. They've got an image, or their coach has an image, and you know this does not make everybody at ease. Whenever you are, you know, getting close to the end of the regular season and about to come to Nashville for the SEC tournament, and then gear up for a high seat in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament, right? With all those demons, like they kind of want to see this team probably clicking on all cylinders, like they were the previous two weeks after that Kentucky loss. You know, all that love we've been giving with you on this show the last couple weeks to Ziegler. And then that, what what was that on Saturday? Did he get a shot? No. Um, <laughs> he had free throws at the end. No. And uh, Bescovy didn't make, didn't make yeah. a shot till the end. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it is rare though, because I had pointed out and uh, he was on, he was on a, a stretch until that Florida game of about 18 points per game. Yeah. In a in a four game stretch, so it, it is unusually sort of offensively hit the skid in terms of his shot. But um, it, here's the thing: being going hot into the tournament 
it's a little bit of a misnomer. I mean, Tennessee was hot. They won the SEC tournament last year. It's getting, it's being hot in the tournament. Everything else you can give or take. There's examples of both. You have to be hot when you're in the tournament and get on a roll, get the confidence going, have the right matchups. All that has to come together. So whether they they get the offense going and they're busting out 85 points a game or housing everybody by 20, 25 points, or they're the cold going into the tournament, you got to you got to restart. You hit the re- reset button, and it 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 completely none of it really matters once you get to the end as long as you have some players to work with, and that's at least something that they do have. If they figure it out, they've got a good roster to work with and their experience too. So we'll see how it plays out. I want to get your impressions on, on Auburn because we're, we're trying to figure out you know other teams in the conference as well. They've lost three of their last four. The only win was beating Georgia at home, but they lost to West Virginia in the Big 12 Challenge. They lost to Texas A&M at home. And they just lost to Tennessee Saturday on the road, as we know, as we're sitting here talking about it. Bruce Pearl typically always has really good Auburn teams. You look at his out-of-conference schedule, wasn't exactly murderer's row. What what are they? What You saw them up close and personal. Are they a typical Bruce Pearl team, or is this team maybe a little overrated or a little overinflated? No, they're not a typical Bruce Pearl team. Normally they would have a little bit more talent. He's actually playing slower and more more deliberate and, and having even more of that physicality uh, than, than he would typically do. I, they, I don't think they have the offensive horses. They've got a, a undersized point guard in Wendell Green who – is at, at times is inconsistent. He can get hot, but he's inconsistent. So I thought the best player for them during the game was KD Johnson. He comes off the bench because he is all over the place with how erratic he is. He's a great scorer. He's a veteran guy. He can be a great scorer and driver, but then at times he's turning the ball over and he's going one on four and he's uh, all over the place. So they, they've got they've got some inconsistencies there. Uh, Broom is man. That guy, he he is physical. I'll put it that way, and he's an instigator, and um, and he was a good scorer for uh, for them coming into the ball game and led them in scoring the game. They've got some pieces, but they're not as good or as deep or as dynamic as they typically would be. But Bruce Pearl's getting a lot. He's squeezing a lot of juice out of that those that those oranges, in my opinion. Uh, no pun intended to Tennessee, honestly, but it he he is dangerous because he's he adjusts to his personnel, and that's what he's doing at Auburn. I think he's getting a lot of, uh, out of them, and then in a one game and done situation, as good as he is with the X's and O's and the motivation, uh, they they still would be kind of dicey to go up against. Even though I don't I don't think they match up in the in the talent standpoint and maybe what their ranking has been at times uh, this year. He was not happy about the, the no call at the end, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, Wendell Green was called for a, a flop in the, earlier in the second half. So once you put it out there that you're trying to draw and you're all over the place, and he embellished that a little bit. It probably should have been a foul anyway. But he kind of – once you set the tone for that, officials aren't always going to give you the benefit of the doubt in those late-game crazy situations. So – 
Um, but yeah, the, the officiating man, Auburn thought it was the worst ever T- Tennessee oftentimes thinks it's the worst ever. Uh, it's just, it's, a, it's an game in game out issue, regardless of what side you're on. It's always against you. It's always rigged, uh, regardless of the sport. It's just, it's just bad on a lot of levels everywhere. I wouldn't want to do it, but it's just, it's just a tough part of the game. They'll be here in Nashville to take on Vanderbilt on uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Justin? Yeah, I wanted to ask you, Vince, about your impressions of the uh, Singer Bowl and uh, how some of the volunteers did during their time down there in Mobile and who left the most impactful impression. Well, I think it was a great week, Justin, for Darnell Wright. Okay. Darnell Wright was voted by his peers as the American team's offensive lineman practice player of the week. Really, uh, one uh, one player from Iowa State had a really good week, defensive end, the all-time leading uh, leading sack man for uh, in the Big Twelve. That's a projected first round pick, Will McFarland, I believe, which would be appropriate for you he guys. Be ready for that. Oh, yeah, we should get him on the show, <laughs> cousin Will. We'll get him up here, sure. Uh, but. Yeah, he gave him trouble in three or four of those one-on-one battles, but Donald Wright won a couple as well. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum from ESPN said during ESPN's coverage that he's worked his way into a first-round pick. He said he doesn't have any flaws. Put the Alabama tape, and he was dominant. Um, Veteran starter, and he says smooth mover, long arms, great fundamentals, and uh, he says he's got prototypical size and, and skill set to be a front-line offensive tackle. Daniel Jeremiah says that he, along with the other guys on his O-line, he thinks they're going to be rookie starters in, in the NFL on the offensive line. So uh, he had a great week at practice and in in a good game overall as well. Byron Young was a little bit more up and down. I thought at times in some of the practices, and especially during a game, he, he wasn't getting off blocks necessarily, but then he made a couple of nice plays. Malik Cunningham's interception pressure in his face on a bull rush. Another time he read the play and got out to a receiver out in the flat. So he had some good moments too, and he's going to be a guy that's going to test really well in the process. So it's still time for him. And then even Hendon Hooker made an impression. Guys on the broadcast were talking about how engaged he was. He was right there with the quarterbacks, even though he couldn't throw or participate. He measured well with the biggest hands among the quarterback, uh, nice length at 6'3 plus. And uh, a lot of his measurables were good. And then every player, this is important because I've seen this and it drives me nuts. Well, this, the, this player met with this team, or this player was the first to talk to this team. Stop that. It's nonsense. Every player talked to every team. Yep. That's, that's not news. So that's just them trying to bait you into clicks. That's all that is. Um, so every player met with every team, and that is a great thing for Hendon Hooker because he impresses the heck out of you when you meet with him. Um, he says he's, ahead, he's doing well in his recovery. Uh, he should be able to run by the end of March. And then thinks he'll be ready for training camp. There's others that I think are are expecting him to take more time in his rehab, but still very meaningful, I think, for him to at least be there and not be on his couch, as some of the analysts said it would have been easy for him to do. 
Yeah, you know, and to your point, Vince, there were there were pictures of uh, Mike Vrabel and Trey Smith all over the place Senior Bowl weekend, and uh, yeah, that didn't go that way at all. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, those guys are down there like that and meeting with everybody. Want to ask you about right. uh, a couple of guys who were at Oklahoma um, there. I know there. Were, I saw an offensive line, but then notably, I saw Eric Gray as well uh, being very active in the football game. A couple of guys uh, who are now at Oklahoma. Oklahoma, of course, former Vols. Yeah, and Wanya Morris, who started on the offensive line for Tennessee. Thank you, Wanya Morris. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, Eric Gray. So both of those former Tennessee teammates went to Oklahoma. Now you saw more from uh, from Eric Gray mm-hmm. at Oklahoma than than Wanya Morris, but both were there at the Senior Bowl, and Wanya Morris actually had a Tennessee logo on the back of his helmet. He was yeah. wearing an Oklahoma helmet with a Tennessee logo. And here's another thing people don't understand, even though I noted it in my tweet with the photo. It, the, the Senior Bowl really doesn't do a lot of the logo swap. You see that in the East-West Shrine game. You see that in Collegian Bowl. Some of the others, they, everybody's wearing everybody's logo. So that doesn't mean anything. But they don't really do that at the Senior Bowl, and I, uh, which I like because you want to be able to identify players. Yeah. And so he must have gotten special permission to be able to do that. I didn't see it on Eric Gray, but you did see it on Wanny Moore. So that was a little nod to him giving some love to, to Tennessee, his former school. And then, of course, you got a ton of reaction. Tennessee fans and Oklahoma fans ended up going back and forth on who's better, who sucks, and, you know, we don't care about former – some. Some were saying we don't care about former players. I'm sure some people listening that are Tennessee fans would be like, if somebody leaves, I don't care about them. And there's others that are like, hey, he was still here, and he's doing something nice back to Tennessee. Why are you going to be mad at that? And if you're, think, if you're mad at a kid that transferred to another school, then what's your stance on kids transferring to your school? The stance is, as long as he's wearing my colors, I'm for him. (laughs) When he's not wearing my colors, I hate him. They're quitters. Right. They're quitters when they leave. (laughs) But they're not quitters when they leave another school and come to you. Heroes. Come on. Is what we call them. Heroes, Vince. Come on now. You know how this goes. (laughs) So, Vince, ultimately, long term, serious question. This is Senior Bowl really matter how many of these guys changed their bank account as a result of this past weekend it's not the be all end all but because it's the last chance for them to play and do football before the underwear olympics begins up until the draft mm-hmm. i think it matters you get those one-on-one drills you think those don't mean anything to those coaches that are there to all the scouts and the GMs and everybody that's there watching that, that makes an impression because you also have a chance to go good on good in, in some where you're looking at tape and you're like wondering about for some guy's level of competition. Now maybe some of these guys from group of five conferences maybe get to go up against the Darnell Wright or Tyler Steen from Alabama or you know different guys from big schools or whatever. You get to see those matchups. Those mean something. Now, they're not the be-all, end-all, but those have value. The practices, I'd say, even more than the game, even Mm. though that's noted also. I'll say one last thing. The Kansas City Chiefs, 
we know how well they've drafted. The Kansas City Chiefs have eight players among those four starters from the last two senior bowls on their team this year. Mm -hmm. So tell me that doesn't have value. They're in the Super Bowl again, and they've drafted great every year. Last Wednesday was National Signing Day. We pulled Vince's clip from what he said last Wednesday on the Sports Animal about the big day UT and Josh Heupel had. Here's what Vince, our own Vince Ferrara, had to say. <laughs> Thank you, Vince. Good stuff. That was. <laughs> I've be never honest. been better, Darren. That was really. Thank you for taking my best yeah, moment. <laughs> that was good, breaking down every single player that they signed on Wednesday. Yes. That's exactly right. Stellar, <laughs> which is zero. And that's, that's my review of nothing. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing. But what the end result was, other schools did add a few players, and there were some highly rated guys that a few schools added. The way it shook out, Tennessee finished, I think it was 24-7, was the highest. They finished ninth in the team rankings. The ESPN had them the lowest at 16, and then a couple of others had them somewhere around 12 still pretty good um and and i think I, the tennessee hit a lot of their needs they, it was a big number that they brought in and then uh, obviously the transfer portal you have to add that to the equation as well some schools did more in the transfer portal than others so uh, i i think they did a lot of their work in advance but don't give up on that day darren i know we've had this conversation before don't give up on that day might might be coming back to that being a holiday type of event where that's the only one and and it's a, a big deal again. We'll see. What comes first, Oklahoma and Texas or National Signing Day becoming a big deal again in February, first Wednesday of February? Ooh, Which one gets an, here first? It's an excellent question. Because it sounds like uh, Oklahoma and Texas are, are going to be pushed back, I'll say – the signing day oh, gets pushed okay. back. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you think the signing day beats it? Beats them? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I don't, I, look, Greg Sankey's talking about it, and they're up to something. Okay? That's how it works. <laughs> exactly. Vinny, appreciate yep. it as always. Have a great week, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Uh, oh, all wait a right. minute. Let's you get your – wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, we won't talk on, to you before on, the Super Bowl. So what's your prediction? You know what? When you guys asked me about the AFC, the the conference championship games, I said it was a Monday, and I said Cincinnati and San Francisco on the air with you guys. As the week went on, and I thought about it more, I did end up changing it in my official blog predictions to Kansas City and Philadelphia. Wow. So right now, <laughs> I and, and I've I've felt this way for a week, so I don't think I'm going to change. I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Uh, I think they're healthier. I don't think they have as many issues to overcome at times or inconsistencies. The pass rush, I think, can make it more uncomfortable. And Patrick Mahomes, uh, I don't know how how much healthier he's going to be able to get just in this two weeks. Um, even though, man, he his track record against really good defenses is fantastic and they're experienced. Uh, the the Super Bowl head coaching experience, I don't I don't know that that's a massive deal. Uh, so Philadelphia's been the best team all year, and they're healthy, so I'll, I'll go with the, with the Eagles right now. Okay. I'll put that in pencil for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Vince.
Thanks, Vince. All right, guys. Have a great week. Appreciate you. Vince Ferrara, 99-1, the sports animal in Knoxville. We'll come back. We're open the rest of the way. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. More of the McFarland Show rolling along on this Monday. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic, treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-529-2856. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. For affordable term life, call 800-529-2856. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, this is Joe Cordell. Cordell & Cordell is a firm that practices family law exclusively. We focus on only one area of the law to maximize our strength and effectiveness as advocates for clients that have everything on the line, their homes, retirement, savings, and most importantly, their children. We're the partner our clients count on. If we can be of help to you, give us a call. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Nashville area attorneys. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's a Bill King Show. Smoked a turkey. Smoked it about nine hours. You know the little red button? I've never liked that, first of all, and I don't trust it. The internal temperature is what you should trust, not the stupid red button. That red button never popped out either, and I was, I was starting to get worried because my wife likes the red button. I don't. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The McFarland Show, 
Broadcasting live in Rutherford County on 107.9 FM. Back here on the McFarland Show, 615-844-5600. We've got the best bumper music. Here we go. Come on. On the station. I'm just saying. I did watch some of the Grammys last night, I'll admit. Yeah. Probably because Why? life likes to okay. watch it. So All right, like, then. Well, that's fine. I'm not really. Grizz were, were pooping the bed with the Raptors. Oh, is that so what they, happened? They lost again. Yeah. Things are not, yeah. not good in Grizzly land right now. No. Ever Hibri- since winning 11 in a row. Hibernation time. <laughs> Yeah, but what about the weather now? It's getting warmer getting, now. Well, hopefully so that'll wake they'll, them up yeah, a little bit. We can get the out, Grizzlies roaming again here. Come out of the cave. Mm, it is the FedEx good. Forum. Not good. But what I did is I kind of wandered off into another room. Okay. And I flipped on the television in the other room. Where you found? Well, it was a commercial break. Okay. So I started flipping around, which is what I do sometimes. And I was quite honestly getting award shows. They're not really my deal. It's not yeah, really it's my a, deal. Sometimes I'll take one for the team. But, you know, sometimes they're okay. Some of the tributes. I stumbled upon a 30 for 30, which I'm a big fan of. Sure. 30 for 30. ESPN. Bullies of Baltimore. Mm, that sounds and intense. And it was about the Baltimore Ravens. Oh. And, Justin, what yeah. I found out watching Bullies of Baltimore. Mm hmm. Is there was a heavy focus on that 2000 playoff game between the Titans and the Ravens in this 30 for 30. I got sucked in, man. Yeah. I got sucked in so much that the wife came in. I was like, what? what's going on? Where'd you go? Why'd you disappear? Why, why'd you come in here? I was like, oh, man, I'm watching 30 for 30. This is, this is crazy. Yeah. Because it was a lot on the Titans game. What stuck here. out? to you there that you didn't know as someone who is closely connected to that game you already knew a lot about that I game. did what what did you find out that you can actually share well <laughs> you say that because I, I did give you a little sneak peek uh, during one of the breaks on something that we get all the titans perspective right we've we talked do. to enough people oh yeah a lot of formers over the years i know i've broken down that game a lot mm-hmm with formers. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot about the Titans perspective. Yes. I don't get a whole lot about the Ravens perspective. Mm-hmm. And I believe this is a brand new 30 for 30 because I've never seen this or heard this. I don't I, even recall the previews for it. When I saw or teasers or anything. Baltimore, I was like, what? What yeah, is this that's about? That's unfamiliar. So I flipped on. I was like, oh, that's about the Ravens. What? Because up on stage, it's like Brian Billick. Yeah. It's like Ray Lewis, Shannon Sharp. Trent Dilfer was up there. Yeah. Jamal Lewis. Yeah. Uh, who else am I leaving out? Oh, well, that uh, team. Uh, let's see. That would have been uh, Peter Bulware. No, I'm, t- I'm uh, trying to Tony Saragusa. Up, up, Saragusa was very yeah. prominent. Very, very prominent. So obviously before this, he passed. Then. Yes. Okay. So that's why I was. So was this all? But I, I had never heard of this thirty for thirty. I feel like this just came out. Yeah. Came out last wow. night. So last night was the pre. Okay. Yeah. Really? Well, that's why. That's why. Okay. I don't even recall the teasers for it. I don't either. I didn't know that was out. I don't recall, you know. I did not know that was out. I didn't see a trailer. Well, that makes sense. So it came out last night. All right. Well, here's a heads up for everybody out there listening. Yeah. I mean. If you like the Titans, don't. Well, (laughs) I know, but it is 
it is interesting to get, you know, uh, their perspective. Unfortunately, a lot of it's going to be painful. Yeah, it is. It's going to be painful. But they, man, I told you during one of the, the breaks that mm-hmm. Brian Billick, they have, you know, the cameras in the locker room. And, and by the way, back in those days, as you know, we used to sit around together around each other mm-hmm. sure. in the press box yeah. for all those games and mm-hmm. you know a lot of times back then I was doing a lot of stringing for you, national networks you were especially sporting news I did a lot of work with sporting news radio yes okay and back then remember this is 23 years ago mm-hmm. they did they had stringers at every game right yes. and what they would just constantly check yeah. in with you go to you by phone after yeah, yeah. I had a phone right, right, right in front of me, yep. okay? I remember. So I'm doing call-ins all the time. Well, they always wanted the national networks, the ne- the nationally syndicated shows, they always wanted me to go to the whoever won, that's where I'm getting the guests. Okay, you wanted to go there. Well, it's not what I wanted, it's what they wanted. It's what they wanted, okay. So if the visitor won, I was in the visiting locker room. What I remember that... That particular game is I had two encounters. One, Shannon Sharp. I think one question was asked in the horde of media that was around him. Mm -hmm. I think it was one question, and I believe Shannon Sharp talked for 15 minutes. That would correlate with uh, what Shannon did after football. Well, that's what I'm saying. That was like my first real encounter with Shannon Sharp. Like, oh, this man likes to talk. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, does he like to talk. Hold court. I think that was one question. And this man has not stopped talking. And this, we're a good 12 minutes in. Yeah, yeah, he was just holding court. Yeah. The other one is, I did go up to, I called him Quadri. Ah. And I asked him to do the the interview with Sporting News Radio yeah. to jump on. And the, these guys back in the day, they knew the drill because they sure. had been used to this sure. stuff. And he was very – and I remember Andrea Kramer was mm. standing next to me. ESPN veteran. And he did it in a very nice and very respectful way because I called him Quadri Ishmael. Mm-hmm. And he said, young man, my name is Kadri Ismael, not Quadri Ishmael. And he was just very nice about it. And he's like, so just so you know, moving forward, it's – Kadri Ismail. Okay. I just, I'm just trying to help you with my name. It's 23 years later, and, I and was you like, still remember. Oh, I've never <laughs> called him Quadri Ismail ever again. Not even when he's not around. <laughs> and I've had him on the radio shows over the years many, many times. And I call him Kadri Ismail. He was very nice and very respectful. And he did it right there in front of Andrea Kramer. He could have embarrassed me. Yes. Other players have embarrassed me <sighs> in the past. Man, okay. He could have done that. He yeah. didn't. And I always appreciate that about him. He did not embarrass me in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. And he did the interview, by the way. Okay. He did the interview. Very cool. But they bring the can- – so, obviously, there is a cooling down period, right? 10 the minutes media, or whatever it was. Right, it used to be 10 to 15 the, minutes. Yeah, the, the media is not allowed in locker rooms, home or away. That's correct. There is a cooling down. Usually the coach talks to the team or a player talks or the owner talks. Yeah. People talk, and they have those team meetings that we've all seen now over the years. Sure. Well, they had a camera in there, or cameras in there, filming the Ravens. Now, I don't know if it was for, you know, 
I guess it was for the Ravens. Sure. I don't whatever know who, they're, right. Yeah. Whoever this was. Remember, this is 23 years ago. It's no not like it media. is today. Right. It's There was no social media back then. It's not then. going to Facebook. Okay. Right. It's not going to Facebook or Twitter. Yes. Brian Billick was like, you know, heck of a win, guys. You know, he's like, hey, gentlemen, remember, we're always respectful to a tough opponent. And I was like, huh? Wow. Brian Billick being classy after this win. Huh. Well, I didn't have that thought much longer. He's like, all right, cameras, turn them off. Mm. And so you, everything goes black. Everything goes black. But the sound is still there. Mm-hmm. The audio is still there. Yeah. The visual's gone. Yeah. The video's gone. And then Brian Billick says, Yeah. You know what? F the Titans. Mm. And everybody erupts. Yeah. And I was like, there's Brian Billick. There he is. Yeah. But I mean, you know. Victor go to spoils. Yeah. I, I mean, mean they, this they is, you know, this is what it is. So did I learn? I mean, I learned their mindset in that playoff run. Remember, they did it. From the road. Yes. Okay. The Titans ne- were the one seed. Next up. Yeah. Well, yes, they did it all from the road. Yeah. Then they went to Oakland for the AFC title game, mm-hmm. and nobody gave them a chance out there. And it was just interesting listening to Of course, there's a whole lot. I know this is, again, shocking. Shannon Sharp taunting the opposing fans. He did it here. Yeah. He did it in Oakland. Yeah. And he did it around the Super Bowl, which, you know, that shouldn't surprise you. Shannon Sharp was a talker. This just in. Yeah. And he still is a talker today. Right now. But Shannon Sharp did a whole lot of taunting of the opposing fans. And he did it here. Basically saying, go on, get out of of our house. Mm -hmm. That stuff he was saying here. And that was all caught on camera and used in this 30 for 30. But something that did stand out to me is – and I told you this, and I kind of had the same reaction. I don't really remember this, but he they really played up the no one was giving us a chance. And I do when I think back now, I do think they were about a six or seven point underdog for that Super Bowl. So it does make sense now when I think back. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Who in the world Justin, thought the Giants I, were beating the uh, – I, but all right then. I mean, if you say so. But I, I never believed for a minute that that the Giants had a chance in that in that football game at any point. Marvin Lewis was up on stage. He was a coach. He was the DC. Yes. Jack Del Rio was a coach mm-hmm. on that staff. He yeah. was up on stage. Yeah, pretty loaded. And they said no one was giving them a chance in the Super Bowl against the Giants. That every and by the way, Justin, to their credit, in this thirty for thirty. They showed all the ESPN panelists and all the national media. And you know how they put the picks up on Sunday. And everybody was going, Giants, Giants, Giants. I just don't remember that. Giants, but okay. I guess Giants, I had a bias at that Giants. point because I had seen them. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. This, this team <laughs> but is. What was interesting is Brian Billick brought this up. And he, he pointed out Marvin Lewis. All the coaches. When they did their uh, film study leading up to this game, first time they met with the team, you know what their reaction was to the team? And their reaction, all the coaches just talking amongst themselves after watching the film? We ain't losing this game. No. We ain't losing to this team. No. 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 After watching them and breaking them down on film? No, we ain't losing to this team. Yeah. No chance. I mean – that's what I learned. 
I I think we should take a break because I, I I'm gonna start ranting about okay. this here. Okay. So let's 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 just pause here. Okay. All right. We'll come back. More of the McFarland show on this Monday here on WNSR. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet... You could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. Golfers, tee it up this Thursday through Sunday at Edwin Watts Golf Shops for the Callaway Fitting Event and be the first to score the new Paradigm Woods and Irons. The woods are engineered with forged carbon to maximize distance and forgiveness. The irons feature a forged face for increased launch speed and spin. A new paradigm in performance. Go to WorldwideGolfShops.com and reserve your free custom fitting experience happening this Thursday through Sunday. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee this is the greg pogue and john burton show the grizzlies are fun team they're a really good team they're playing extremely well the grizzlies have a reputation of getting under a lot of people's skin because they are a cocky mouthy team they're good they back it up but somebody's got to do it somebody's got to be the heel of the nba and probably they're the heel right Right. now and i think i think they enjoy that role greg pogue and news channel 5's john burton wnsr Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. 
Yeah. What I found, and I think, I hope this is right. They're saying that the Giants were just a three-point favorite, not a six or seven. I was going to say, I mean, if they were. still their favorite. Sure, but what we're talking about, everybody, is the uh, 2000, what's the 2000 season? It would have been January of 2001 uh, for the playoff game there for the uh, Titans and the Baltimore Ravens there. Now, Darren and I were both at this football game. Uh, there at at the time, Adelphia Coliseum. And what I will always remember about this football game and during my time with the uh, with the Tennessee Titans or covering the Tennessee Titans, I think I covered close to 80 to 90 football games during my you know career uh, there covering the Titans, being down on the field and at the stadium and did the whole thing. The 2001 divisional playoff game between the Titans and the Ravens was by far the most physical piece of carnage of football I have ever seen in my life to this very moment. The human bumper cars and collisions on that field that day is unmatched. The rumble of the field, the sound and intensity of the crowd, uh, just the way those men out there move that earth around is something I will never, ever, ever, never forget. It was absolute carnage uh, between two teams that were tough as nails and just one of the teams had to walk out the winner and it just happened to be what I called at the time, you know, Ray Lewis and the lead, Ray Lewis was the lead maniac and the rest of the guys that was that 2000 Ravens defense uh, that was just so very good. And by the way, here's the other thing that people do not remember about that 2000 Ravens team. You know this Hall of Famer that's been in the news lately, Ed Reed? You know, number yes. 20? Mm-hmm. He, was, he was not on the team. He was not. He was not on that team. Nope. He came the next year. Yep. 2000, Ed Reed was still down in Miami at the U. So he wasn't even there yet. Yep. They were just so incredibly athletic, physical, and disciplined, and just out-muscled the Titans at their own game on their own field. We didn't think we would ever see it. And listen, the Titans came out, everybody, as a ball of fire that year. A ball of fire. As a matter of fact, uh, Eddie George just did a podcast with uh, Shannon Sharp and his uh, podcast Club Shay or Shay Shay or whatever it is. And he was talking about the facts just today, Darren. I just heard it that after the loss in the Super Bowl, you know, in '99, the '99 season, that Eddie George took two days off and hit the hill. He did not. He skipped the Pro Bowl, hit the hill, hit training, was training harder than he ever could before because he was going to come back and they were going to win the Super Bowl the next season. They just knew they were. For those of us who were here, the 2000 Titans team was better than the was the better than the 99 team. It's not even close. No, it really was. They were so much better than they the were. 99 team. They were, and they were a buzzsaw yep. throughout the entire year. 13 and three that year, when all the way number one seed had the week off divisional playoff game. That place was rocking, and they scored the opening drive touchdown, seven nothing Titans. We all thought, oh boy, here we go, and then nothing. Basically nothing the whole rest of the game. Nope. It was Trent Dilfer, uh, the long pass to Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp, flying down the field. 
they had less than 100 yards offense and won the game off of what two defensive touchdowns or one? Well, the one J- Ray Lewis a special uh, teams. stripped Eddie George. Yeah, and they had a special team special team touchdown. And then the long oh, no, chain. It was the blocked field goal. The Thank you. There we go. Blocked field goal. There you go. Yeah. Blocked field goal. And El Del Greco. And they won the game. They yeah. just they just took it from them. Yep. And I'll never and forget. And the stats it. are ugly. If you looked at the stats, you and you just you just did the final score. You blacked that out. You'd be like, oh, the Titans won easy. Listen, won easy. We we were talking to your uh, friend uh, Tony down in Jacksonville. Tony Smith. Tony Smith down in Jacksonville, and there is so much animosity apparently still to this very day about the '99 season for the Titans and the fight. The uh, the fact that the Titans were able to beat yeah they the Jack- feel the Jacksonville like Jaguars fans feel about that season. It's exactly, it's exactly the same. same feeling. Yep, it is. It was theirs, and then it was gone. Yep. No, that's exactly right. Uh, Johnny on Twitter says. Wikipedia says the Ravens were the three-point favorite in that Super Bowl. I went to bet firm, and I stand corrected. I was looking at something wrong, but I did find this website called Bet Firm, and they gave the actual lines, and I've looked, and I know a lines of like the last decade. I remember mm-hmm. all the – Sure. This is the line of every Super Bowl. Yeah. All the way through, and they do have Ravens – by three, so I don't know what they're talking about. Like I don't know what they're talking 30, about either. They're, that's all they do. They play I up see, I that knew it. nobody. I knew it. I knew it. Nobody said we we're going to beat the Giants. Nobody that said we're going to. I was like, what? No. Now that I see this, I'm like, what are they talking about? Now, what they may be talking about is at the time, at the time, and this still exists a little bit, but nowhere close to where it did there, was the New York media bias. Because when you're playing the Giants, you aren't really just playing the Giants. You're also playing the media, which at that point yeah. was based in New York, yep. and all those guys are Giants right. guys. Yep. They just are. Yeah, well, you got Phil Sims. By the way, they talk oh. a lot. Well, they they yeah. really – Saragusa, because uh, Phil Sims, some of the stuff he was saying during that playoff run. Sure. And you could tell Phil Sims was not a fan of the Ravens. No. And they were not a fan of his. But so that I was – and he was doing the Super Bowl. That's the reason I bring that up. So that okay. Super Bowl production meeting – was really <laughs> interesting. They talk about it. I've never thought about oh, that, but that's interesting. It okay. was. I bet it was. I bet it was. But you're gonna face that when you place when you take on the Giants. You're gonna take on because Saragusa had knocked out Rich Gannon in the AFC title game, mm. and Phil Sims said that was a penalty. That was dirty. And Saragusa, it was not a penalty. And Saragusa got fined ten thousand dollars. Wow. Remember, this is twenty three years ago. Yeah. And Saragusa made sure to tell Phil Sims of the new house he was building in New Jersey because Saragusa had a house in New Jersey that he was going to go. Whenever you go find all those holes in your new house in the landscape, that's $10,000 worth of landscape. It'll be in my house <laughs> that I'm going to dig up in your new house. Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Stuff like that. All right, let's step away. We'll come back, wrap up Monday's edition of the McFarland Show next. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash, or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. 
The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m., live here on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. It's the McFarlane Show. It's 50 years of Nashville Sports Radio coverage. We are your feel-good, very smart, original opinion on the Nashville sports scene and beyond. And we welcome your phone calls. And we mean it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Chiefs have activated Clyde Edwards-Alaire, so he'll be active for the Super Bowl. Nicole Hardman is on IR for the Chiefs. What's interesting, I was reading this tweet about Bruce Feldman. This is kind of the, you know, after the draft is over. This is always fun when everybody reads all this work on, you know, players are going to get drafted. And then when the draft is over, like everybody gives out the grades, right? Oh, yeah. Breaks down every – well, Bruce Feldman has gone back. This is kind of like his freezing cold takes. Have you ever seen that account yes. on Twitter? Yes. Which is funny where they dig up 
old people's or people's tweets yeah. from the past. Yeah, from long and like, ago. Like, wow, that didn't age well. No. Right? When people said, you know, that's LeBron James overrated. Yeah. yeah. Coming out of high school. Yeah, stuff like that. Although that wasn't the case because I don't think there was Twitter when no. he came out. No, I don't think so. But either. Bruce Feldman has pulled up a bunch of, like, how the Eagles were given F grades for drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round. Oh, yeah. Oh, I went and found like some of that, too. all the F grades they oh, were man, giving. Oh, man, listen. I went, you know what I did? As soon as they won the Super Bowl, I went and watched the draft day coverage of the Eagles drafting Jalen Hurts. And they were comparing him to Taysom Hill. They said if he's lucky, he'll he'll be Taysom Hill (laughs) from the Saints. They say, oh, yeah, it could be that good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, nah. Whoops. Yeah. Whoopsie. But see, this is what I'm talking about, though, about lack of imagination and finding the right coach in the right system. And who knows what you can be? I, I mean, honestly, I mean, we, you know, we, we could talk about that another day. But it's 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 just, you know, we 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 all the time cut people short, I think, uh, and, and especially in football and call people bums and all kinds of stuff because they didn't fit the system because they didn't fit the system for, for four games. And all of a sudden now they, they're, they're done. They're toast. I mean, it's a cruel world out here, man. Well, I don't know. really know. I mean, they usually get another chance. So if they keep failing in systems, then they are what people – you are what we thought you were. Like, who had four games gets cast aside never gets another chance? Um, Even Isaiah Wilson got signed. <laughs> I mean – He never played another game, but – We'll see. It I was mean, cut. It be, you know, we'll see. But the Dolphins did sign him to their practice squad. They did. Well, you know, you don't now, get a lot of playing time, but you know. No. no. Well, I, I, I think that was more of an Isaiah Wilson thing. I uh, think so, too. That was, more of a him, that was more of a him problem. <laughs> all right, fun show. Enjoyed all the participation. It's Super Bowl week. We'll have a lot to get into. Mm-hmm. Plus, the Preds get back to action tomorrow night at Bridgestone Arena against the Vegas Golden Knights. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. We look forward to talking tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Stay tuned. Afternoon Stretch is next.